Okay, so first of all, Katie, describe to everyone what, what we're looking at, what we're about to tackle. Um, we are about to tackle four cardboard boxes. There's one hiding behind it. Five, five boxes of my old stuff that's been staying at my parents' house. Carefully duct taped to the max by my loving parents, plus a gigantic footlocker, which has been moving up and down the East Coast with me since I first moved to Maine. And it's barely a structure anymore, but here it is, also lovingly duct taped shut. Well, where do you want to start? Start with the big one. All right. be a minute. My name is Bridget. Uh, I have been a wooden boat builder and a sailmaker and an artist and now I'm in the process of getting my captain's license in Europe. I got scolded the first time that I said I was from Maine because only Mainers are from Maine. Um, so then I would say Texas by way of Maine. And I gloss over Louisiana. Like, I don't even tell people that I lived in Louisiana, unless it comes up kind of thing. At the end of the day, like, I crave the Texas skies and, like, spicy barbecue sauce and cornbread. So, yes, still a Texan, just with roots all over the place now. I have been surprised at how emotional I am around this. It just feels like a huge backlog of stuff. Most of it's organized, but I just feel like it's hanging over me. Um, there's, like, childhood stuff, like kid toys, which I'm less anxious to sort through. Like, I've gotten rid of a lot of that. But there's also, like, old letters that, like, my boyfriend Nick and I sent to each other. And then there's the year after college. And that's where, like, the stuff that got left at home kind of ends because I moved back to Maine after that. I think it's time to unpack all of that, like, teen baggage, but I can't really say I'm looking forward to it. First things first, we have sleeping Curtains bag, used to which be in I my bathroom at home. what I used to write Do all my letters on. I think it's, like, paper for I children love to learn how to write on. I try to write to you. But I used to write a really tiny. A prism fragmented light. So you're perfect for write, strokes. like, a whole line in each of these, Ooh, like, want to hear this? Well, I'm not reaching the whole <laughs> A puddle <laughs> made of one quiet tears. This is my favorite picture I've ever drawn. It's a picture of a baby elephant. favorite mug. But you're on the baby elephant's level. I think I probably drew this when I was... Which my mom gave to me when I went So you can see the baby elephant looking straight at you. See the legs and I had it. I saw very until my senior year. President's when it broke mysteriously over winter break. I don't know what's going to be. Ugh. Trudy always says that the problem with pottery is that it will always break your heart. These are pictures of impressive the road trip that Graham and I took from Vancouver to Maine. Bird. Matt's health in beautiful Chicago light. Sadness. Veneers is a podcast about layers, created and produced by Kitty Perry and Alice Anderson. <laughs> Each episode, we explore the layers of narrative that form everyday experience and shape the people around us. A book of all a the cutout piece of art of me as like probably a featuring old. a lot of mixes that I got from the fair. Early, Bring early interest in selfies showing up here. Queen mix. A book. 
Happy silly birthday, part one and two. The feathers of my the never Wonderland for Halloween. I always made that stupid smile when I was a kid, like like tuck your lips in and smile real hard. I don't know. I'll go back and re-examine my past. That would be cool and fun, and not a problem. All right, box number one down. I went to military school because I was really good at riflery, which was good for me because I was also a nerd and needed more education than the Texas public school system would give me. But I only managed to do riflery team for two years before I quit that. Now, why do you feel the need to duct tape shut something that already Military school is highly recommended. Uh, You have to be at school an hour early because you have to go march around campus and do drills and throw rifles. And you start off as a no rank and work your way up to sergeant or colonel, lieutenant colonel. I did really well in military school the first year because I became the assistant to the S4 who's in charge of keeping track of everything that the military owns. The S4 happened to be my best friend and... We got into a fight about her drug abuse and alcohol abuse and her abusive boyfriend. Um, So then I quit because of personal reasons, but that is not a good reason to the military or to other 17-year-olds to quit your job. When it came time to do the ranking, sophomore year, I was second to the last, and I cried. I think there's a feeling when you go back through old stuff of like, you can see other ways that your life could have unfolded and then didn't. Seeing your name at the bottom of a list and then realizing that you will never reach a high rank in military school shouldn't be important. But like, if that's your daily life, it's and super I think important. I do a pretty good job also, of not everyone like sees your name looking back and second like, to the bottom. Oh, it could have gone this way or I might have ended up this other place and just like investing in where I am now, but that's harder to do when you're finding these like old vestiges of like other parts of yourself or other relationships that you had that ended up being set down in favor of the actual presence. When it came time to go back junior year, what I needed to do was not go back to military school at all. And I didn't realize that at the time. To find those things and have to do that reckoning and that like examination of missed opportunities or um I didn't know how to process the emotions I was feeling so I started getting sick like you name it I probably could have conjured up the symptoms for it kind of thing and it took several doctors including one who told me I was crazy which actually was the case it was all in my head like my body was exhibiting actual physical symptoms to keep me from going to a place where I was basically being tortured the sort of like internal heart logic that made them make sense at the time doesn't translate. And so it is almost embarrassing just to look at those feelings because I can't remember exactly why it made sense to have them at the time. One day, uh, my history teacher told us that we were going to have a study hall period. High school And backpack. so I was feeling sick that day. I if there's anything Went down there. to the nurses. Oh my God, I hope not. And she asked me what was my next class. She'll call the teacher. So ragged. And I was sick, so I said study hall period instead of history class. I don't think much of it. And then a week later, 
I get a letter saying that I am being brought up against the honor code because I lied to get out of history class. But I remember like walking out of geometry class and down to the college counselor and being like, I need to talk to my mom. And then like bursting into tears, uncontrollable sobbing and her being like, all right, well, we're just gonna go home now and then we're gonna discuss this. And I never went back. Like I didn't even go back to clear out my locker. My parents went back and cleared out my locker and I, I didn't tell anyone so much shit that I was leaving and to public school. You can they accepted me middle so of spring break. And then I got to sleep. I was a great student because I had through to do, but high school the rest of the time because military school had covered all the subjects the year before. The need to do well at school no longer really mattered to me. Like I still really enjoyed learning, but the grades didn't matter. I was very disillusioned with like the idea of prestige and somehow what everyone took that to mean that I was like all that stuff. a cool kid who didn't have to try. And they started inviting me to like high school and I, like, parties and stuff because of the i got like my first taste of being i felt like such a failure a cool kid air quotes oh this is easy i think oh no it's not <laughs> oh i thought it was gonna be a box full of just books it's not it was a deceiver because it had a book on top just letters only all the letters that I've ever had. What did I think I was gonna do with all this shit? Half of it I don't even wanna read because it's like so cringingly personal. Like the idea of reading aloud is like, just makes me wanna lie on a die. You know when something's so personal you can't tell whether it's like embarrassingly bad because it's like- I moved out of state, basically I went a part to school of you. in Louisiana and didn't know anybody. And I thought the best way for me to make friends was to join a sorority. And there was one house. That was the party house. And I'm like, that is where I belong. <laughs> Some old receipts. So then Players Retreat. That's a bar. I got Raleigh. deep into Eight the mimosas. party scene. And um, it's a lot for a book. I was at girl. the same time an industrial design major, which you have to have projects and art, and like it's a lot of upkeep. And uh, that was hard to do. And so then I decided that life would be a hell of a lot easier if I was a history major and I could study at the library with the rest of my friends. I don't know. I was like trying so hard to be somebody else. Like I thought like it would just work if I could be this other person. I definitely scoffed at this like college freshman idea of, um, oh, well, you're going off to college. You get to reinvent yourself and like be a new you. And I was like, oh my God, that's so stupid like you're not gonna be a new you don't college kind of went to the wayside like and like in the freshman year i realized that history was not where i should moving be moving so far away permitted me to kind of say like yeah i have all these emotional turmoil that i've sort of been dragging around with me for like and all my teen years did but here's kind of an opportunity semester, not like to reinvent and myself i, was still so I didn't deep feel so much it's just to like that set that down i was gonna and start all of my picking classes up new things instead so at that point i dropped out um but i did it not well i decided to get in my car before exams and just drive to North Carolina. I was gonna start over as a waitress or something. I did. I hadn't figured it out. 
And at one point, like, my dad calls me, and he's like, did you give your gas card to somebody? Um, and I'm like, no, no, no. He's like, because it says the gas cards in North Carolina. It's, I'm like, I don't know what Yeah, it's about. always kind of sad to, like, look back and be like, oh, I was so miserable. Like, I'm like in my head, <laughs> um, I knew my parents wouldn't appreciate me running away. It makes me sad like, for they're gonna come the person that me. I was. And also, like, that for all the stupid stuff that it's she like making up should stories have known about and where didn't. I was, like... 19 year old trying to run away from not real problems when you're in the moment of having a hard time i think there's a lot of stuff that you just like accept as normal and it makes it easier that way you're like yeah like of course getting out of bed every morning is like a horrible struggle and barely doable i had made it to raleigh and then later like coming back to it you kind of look at where our family friends live like that shouldn't happen for some reason i thought i was just gonna stay so i think that's a challenge is figured to be able to see the truth of how hard things were in a way that you can't see when you're in the moment because you'll just like like i ended up give up caving and crying in a bank parking lot. So my dad flew up because he's not going to let me drive home alone. So we have this very long, long road trip back to Texas. And to stop at my dorm and pick up the rest of my shit that I just abandoned there. Um, and he's like, we're just going to go home and you're going to have some time to refigure out something. And I think my therapist at one point told him that I was cookie dough that just wasn't ready to bake yet or something like that. Which is stupid and embarrassing. Um, this is bad. This is like the the rock bottom that I hit. You ready for these? No, actually that's not I true. I told you about this, I The think. rock bottom happened a couple weeks afterwards. You know, I don't really think of myself as someone who draws a lot, but uh, I do. They're all on apparently. pieces of grocery bag. So like cut out shitty Whatever sketchy size I wanted out pictures of bag and like draw on it with sharpies like these big like broad strokes. Long skinny house, just a bed. sort of a heart rendering, not an not an accurate rendering. I finished school in Maine. <clears throat> that is to say, that winter I moved back home. Of so I shipped street, everything that I had up in Maine back my to North Carolina. Property, and I was there for three months, I think. And three it was like, a very nest. productive time, but also like a very lonely time a staircase going into a tangle of nothing i can see the caption i found one i'd never you know. seen before. <laughs> uh, i'm looking at these and i was like sitting on the basement floor where i was staying and like trying to resurrect memories that, that was just like felt turning my heart really inside important. out and dumping all of its weird ugly contents out because i thought no one would ever see it and maybe i thought i would never see it Again. The road trip to North Carolina happened October. And then I told my parents I was going back to Louisiana for Halloween. And they said I couldn't. And then my dad took my phone and I walked to the Popeyes. I spent that winter obsessing over ghosts. To take me to the train station. Um, Where I got on the train to take me back to New Orleans for Halloween. Um, And my dad came to the train station and I hid in the bathroom. Like, I was losing my shit rapidly. The South feels really intrinsically haunted. There is no such thing as, like, a clean break or a tidy wrap-up. Even I had left him a note saying I was only going to go like, for the weekend. Into like, the back next after the weekend. And, and all of my friends were in there's Louisiana. There's no way to start And I was fresh. addicted to that lifestyle. And the moment I got to Louisiana, I was like, I'm never going back. Uh, this was rock bottom. Um, but I didn't come home for Thanksgiving. And then afterwards, I, I just realized 
this wasn't a plan. Like, I have to go home and refigure out this shit. Uh, My relationship that spanned high school through college had just ended. Um, And then moving back to the place where we had fallen in love and dated for so long. Everything was, like, redolent of this person. wires me money. So I think it was important. Back on the train and come home. Go back to tangible places. home. To, like, where we had our first kiss. Eight months. And say, like, yes, this was an actual thing not an idea now looking back i know it was depression but like i was in therapy all the time like just trying to figure out what was happening lay some ghosts down by tracking them back to their source i spent a lot of time just reading books and magazines and i picked up a wooden boat magazine and it had an ad for the apprentice shop i didn't think much of it but then like a week later my parents sat me down and they're like you need to figure out what you are doing. And I'm like, but I applied to this place, which was not true. There was a lot of clarity in that time. I was like, I've been working on this. I just didn't want to tell and you until I knew that it was what I a wanted. A sense of seeing things for what they were, I guess. But then as soon as I said it, I was like, well, shit, now I gotta go. I don't know where I'm gonna put all of this junk. If people ask why I ended up in uh, Maine. The story that I tell everyone is uh, I wanted to learn how to build with my hands and I stumbled upon the apprentice shop. Like there's a complete year that I gloss over. The apprentice shop is good for learning how to build wooden boats, but it's better for learning how to like live with yourself. Rock Bottom teaches you that you can build yourself back Rock bottom gives you a chance to reconfigure the building blocks that you were given. Like, I know this about me and I know this about me, but that doesn't I mean I think what I'm seeking this. in some ways is to create more of a sense of being a whole person just by being like all of the parts of who I was are with me. And it feels really solid to have it like all right here. I am constantly on a search for who I am. And, like, I realized that, like, it was a very bad time that I don't think I would skip if I had a choice. I mean, it's part of my history that I'm learning to be okay with. So, here we are. Me and all my stuff. Not looking forward to the organizational challenge of integrating this into my house. And I don't know that I'm looking forward to the emotional challenge of revisiting these materials. But at least my current day self kind of has the evidence of how I arrived. So that's probably good. And I guess I can kind of pace myself and go back and remember things and understand things and grieve things in my own time. Thanks for helping me. Huge thanks to Bridget for sharing her story with us. To my mom and dad for storing, packing, and shipping all my stuff. And to Pat Kane for making us sound good again this episode. Mm -hmm.